You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's Chapman. He's three for five, including a homer. Bell says one into right field. This could be it. Coming in on it is Reddick. Shades his eyes, drifts to his left, and makes a catch. And that's the ball game as the Astros beat the Oakland A's 6-4, and they wrap up the sweep in Oakland. What a game for the Astros. Josh James nailing it down, and the Astros will fly to Seattle flying high. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap, and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, where today the Houston Astros open up a four-game series against the Seattle Mariners. This is a continuation of a seven-game road trip for the Astros that started with them sweeping a three-game series in Oakland, including a 6-4 to four win in 12 innings yesterday. Miles Straw, three hits, three steals, three runs scored. Yuli Gurriel also had three hits, including a double, drove in a pair, as the Astros have won five of their last six, taking on the Mariners team, uh, dropped their last two games to the Angels here in Seattle, including a 13-3 loss yesterday, as the Mariners have dropped 14 of their last 19. Astros 40 and 20 and first in the AOS, eight and a half games ahead of the Rangers and 16 games ahead of the Mariners who are last in the West with a record of 25 and 37. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Corbin Martin getting a ball for the Astros today, making his fifth big league start and the Astros are hoping to see some steps forward from Martin today. Yeah, you know what? He might be pitching for his spot in the rotation tonight. Yeah. You know, you're pitching against a, a team that's been struggling like the Mariners. And if you're looking for progress from Corbin Martin, you just need to look on his strike-throwing ability. He's been falling behind in the count way too much, and he's gotten predictable in those 2-0-3-1 counts, and that's where he's gotten hurt most. Meanwhile, Corey Guerin is getting the start for the Mariners today as the opener, but Wade LeBlanc, who's been in the rotation all year, he's expected to get the, the bulk of the innings today. Yeah, Guerin is relieved 26 games this year, so he's been used a lot. So their tactic is to try to get through uh, the top half of the lineup against the Astros with him, and then that way if LeBlanc can go deeper into this ball game, he'll only face the top of the order a couple of times. LeBlanc struggled. I mean, he, since he's come off the injured list, his last three starts, he's had an ERA of above 10. Uh, he's a soft tosser. We know that. He's a fly ball pitcher, but a lot of those fly balls these days have been leaving the ballpark. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, this is a Mariners team that got off to a tremendous start. They were 13-2 and when the Astros came here uh, in mid-April. Astros swept that series, and that was the start of a, a downward spiral for Seattle. They have won just 12 games over the last month and a half after starting off the year with wins in 13 of their first 15. Several issues here. One thing that really jumps out, how much they've struggled defensively, lead the major leagues in errors and near the bottom of, of most of the major fielding categories. Yeah, it's every facet, Robert, and the defense is all, always going to be demoralizing for a pitching staff who's struggled, and their ERA in those games since that great start is 5.72, and 
They've scored about a couple of runs less per game since that great start. So uh, you can put enough blame all the way around, and that's a big reason why the Mariners now are starting to shop a lot of their players. Right, just traded Jay Bruce to the Philadelphia Phillies before yesterday's ball game. Coming up next, we'll have the manager's show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Miles Straw. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Well, I'm talking with A.J. Hinch before the four-game series with the Seattle Mariners. And, A.J., uh, it's draft day. The draft goes on during the course of this game tonight. And uh, just kind of gets me thinking about when you got drafted. You got drafted a few times, though, didn't you? I did, three times. Once out of high school my senior year, uh, obviously. And then once my junior year and once my senior year in college. So I went through it three times, turned the draft down twice, and signed my senior year. Um, all with different stories. But I remember the draft day being literally like Christmas morning. Mm. You could not wait until the draft was going. And they've changed it over the years where now they only do, a, you know, kind of the feature first round and a little bit of the sandwich round t- tonight and then, then the big rounds tomorrow and the draft continues for a third day. Right. But, you know, back in the day, we didn't we didn't have the, the you know, minute-by-minute minute updates. It was literally sitting by the phone waiting for a scout to call you and I'll never forget that time I got the call from the White Sox in the in the second round in 1992, and then uh, the Twins in 1995, and then finally the A's in 1996, and I got to sign my first professional contract. In in high school in 1992, when you got that phone call from the White Sox, did you have any inkling that you might sign as a professional, or were you dead set on going oh, to college? No, I was dead set on signing. I think it was the other way around. I, my really? parents really wanted me to go to college, but I was, you know, that's all I wanted to do was play ball. And, mm-hmm. and I had a scholarship offer at Stanford, and, and um, once I didn't go in the first round, I went in the second round, which is an accomplishment in itself. I, I, I knew it wasn't a black or white decision anymore. It was it was going to be, be in the gray area a little bit, and, and as the summer went on, I got a little bit more excited about school. I think my parents were able to kind of nudge me towards that, and it ended up being one of the biggest and best decisions of my life. What were the negotiations like? First, There's a first offer, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of chew on that for a little bit and counter? Yeah, no, it just go back and forth. Just like, you know, now as an adult, you do this with houses or cars or, or anything you purchase where these negotiations go on. And the same thing goes. And I, and I think there's so much more information nowadays than there was back then. It literally was, um, you know, comparing you, comparing yourself to the – to the draft pick that's above you and behind you, there wasn't the money wasn't an issue back then. It got, teams could pay really whatever they right. whatever they valued, whatever they wanted. But um, you know, as a young as a young kid, you don't have any idea the business of baseball. That's your first introduction to the business side. You have an advisor. Um, you're not allowed to call him an agent, but you can have an advisor or a lawyer. You have your parents. You do as much research as you can, um, and then and then you get to the baseball. I think that's the the thing you learn the most through draft time is one: the game's not fair. You're not you're not going to go always where you think you should go, um, and two: there's a business side to this game that um, you know that 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 you have to pay attention to when you 
you know, when you go through these negotiations. I'm kind of interested in, in why you turned down an offer your junior year because you don't have as much leverage your senior year in college. Why'd you do that? Yeah, I just I decided uh, along with my mother. My dad had passed away. My mother was was still uh, out at Stanford with me, and and you know, I, where I went, that I went the third round my junior year out of college, and and then I had I was so close to my Stanford degree. I was close to the 1996 Olympics, and I was going to be the oh, yeah. captain of the Olympic team that was in our home country in Atlanta, Georgia. So um, those two things, and I, and I felt like I could replicate the third round again. Like I felt like that was an area of the draft that was safe to go the next you know, Yes, it cost me a little bit of money and a signing bonus, but I did get to finish my degree. I got to go play in the Olympics, and, and I ended up getting to the big leagues about a year later in 1998, and that, that ended up being – uh, so I was fast to the big leagues, and I made up for the lost time by not signing. Well, let's let's talk about fast for a minute. Let's talk about Miles Straw, what he did in the game yesterday. I mean, we haven't seen that with your team a whole lot. And to, to watch the way he changed the game, so to speak, uh, especially at the, the latter stages of the game, was impressive. It was, and, and I think, you know, it's a good lesson, I think, for all of us, including me as the manager. You have to manage the roster that you have. Mm-hmm. You can't have an overriding philosophy of, Hey, we sit back and wait for the three-run homers. You also can't have a philosophy of, hey, we're just going to run run wild on the bases. You have to have the personnel that match whatever philosophy you are. So yesterday, going into the game, you know, with Straw, with Kemp, with Fisher, uh, we had some speed that we were going to try to exploit some areas that we thought we could run a little bit. We didn't have a lot of base runners early, but when we did apply pressure, things went our way, and and we ended up, uh, you know, scoring some runs in some odd fashions that ended up being huge for us. In a close game or an extra inning game, you look back on the game, and and you realize, man, Straw scoring from second on a ball that didn't leave the infield Mm -hmm. because they mishandled it was huge. Uh, we probably have one, maybe two guys, you know, with Jake Marisnik that can score on that actual play. Um, so it pays, it pays off, but, but you have to remember to, to manage or to coach or to, to watch the game a little differently depending on who's playing. I know what it felt like uh, when there was a base runner like that as a pitcher. What did that feel like as a catcher? Did you change, you know, your calls or anything like that? Well, not necessarily change your calls because I think you have to play the game, and, and you have to, but, but it changes your pace. You know, we, when you watch the game yesterday, if they if they replay the stolen base, Straw with us two stolen bases already in this ball game. Hands on his knees as he leads off. It's a big lead with Fishers stepping into the box. This is exactly why the Astros had Straw on their postseason roster. I mean, this is a real weapon. The Astros try to put pressure here on Oakland for a piece in the top of the twelfth inning. Straw with an extra step on the lead. Eases off a little bit more still. Trevino set. And the 0-2 pitch, runner goes, pitches inside, and he'll steal his third base of the game. Miles Straw sliding head first. Fagley bobbled it and didn't even throw down. If you watch it, 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 he bobbles the ball because he's rushing. Yeah. He's hurrying. There's just so much um, you know, anxiety that comes with speed and with pressure. And um, you watch the pitchers pay close attention. You saw more inside moves yesterday. You saw more picks to first base. That, that distracts him from the pitches that he's trying to make to the plate. So there's some, there's some uh, um, consequences to, to dealing with both the runners on base and the hitter at the, at the plate. And when a pitcher gets distracted, more mistakes are made, more mistakes are made, you end up scoring more runs. All right, man, got the Mariners for four. Good luck. All right, Sparky, thank you. Pitch on the way. There goes Straw, and no throw down, a stolen base for Miles Straw. That's his first of the year. <laughs> That's just fun to watch. <laughs> I like watching Miles Straw, Straw run. 
That's grounded left side deep in the hole. Backhanded by Simeon. Long throw to first base. And it's not in time. And it gets off the glove of Olsen. Straw racing home. And he will score. The Astros get two. And they take a 3-2 to two lead. Runner takes off. Here's the pitch. It's a strike. Throw down. Not even close to being on time. Straw swipes that so easily. His second of the ball game. Went first movement. Still hasn't been caught stealing as a big leaguer. Four for four. It's a base hit to left field. Straw's going to be sent as Straw races. Here's the throw in. Not nearly in time. An RBI single by Derek Fisher. That was an easy call for Pettis to send Straw, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe the easiest call he's had all year, right? <laughs> That's a hit to right field. That's a base hit. Straw around third. Here comes the throw from right field. Not in time. The Astros take the lead. An RBI single by Michael Brantley. Astros lead it 5-4. to four. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Miles Straw. Productive day yesterday getting the start for the Astros in Oakland. Reached four of your five plate appearances. Stole three bases. Able to, to score a few runs. Had to feel good to, to get out there and, and contribute to a win. Absolutely, um, especially when this team's winning right now without you know all their all their starters. Uh, you know to be able to get on base and to win these games right now is you know all I can look for. And you know winning with this team right now is fun, and especially to do with the guys we're doing it with. You have batted lead off much of your professional career. You're in the ninth spot for the game yesterday and back in there today. Do you almost view the, the nine spot as almost like a like being a leadoff hitter, even though it, it happens your first at bat comes later in the game? Yeah, no, nine spot's great. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's a second leadoff. Um, you know, a lot of the times that can that position get pounded with fastballs, so that's nice. And um, you know, a lot of people say if it's got hits, it's got hits. So I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> and one thing you've definitely worked on is hit is pulling the baseball more. You've been a guy who's hit the ball a lot to the opposite field. Does a lot of that just come down to pitch selection and knowing what pitches you can you can pull? Oh yeah, pretty much. Just. Uh, you know, reacting to pitches in, being able to get to them more this year and, uh, you know, having the body right and allowing myself to do that. I mean, that's all it really is. Great base dealer you have been throughout your minor league career. Haven't been caught so far as a big leaguer. Hopefully that continues the rest of your career. That would be amazing. But uh, do you find you have a lot more tools at the big league level in terms of helping you steal bases, in terms of the video and being able to, to look at pitchers' moves and things like that? Absolutely, yeah. The video, you know, before – whether it's pinch running or before the game, knowing the moves off the iPads, whatever, you know, any technology that can help. DK is pretty good with that. He'll run it by me. Um, I'll give it a look. And, you know, it's it's really good, high-tech, advanced um, scouting reports. So if you can get a hold of that, I mean, it makes makes the job that much easier. Not that it's easy by any means, but, you know, it gives you a, a slight advantage. When it comes to evaluating a pitcher's move, is there something in particular you key on? Like is it the feet or does it depend on the pitcher? Um, yeah, it depends on the pitcher. Just guys are different. Some guys will uh, do certain different things. Not really going to say what they do, but, um, you know, just uh, there's guys that can do little things where you would lock in on different parts of a pitcher's body. So, you know, it's things like that where the iPads come into handy. Um, you know, in AAA, you, you, you have to physically watch that yourself. So um, it's nice to have that here. You've been playing quite a bit of shortstop, or at least you were down at AAA, played about half of your games at short, the other half in the outfield. And uh, First of all, how were you approached about playing shortstop, and, and how has that worked out for you? You know, I've played over half of my games there so far this year, so I'm starting to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you're going to have to. When you're out there, there's no caving in. So, uh, you know, just putting the mind over matter and, uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, you catch the ball, you throw the ball. We all play this game for a while, and uh, you try to make it as simple as you can. What's the trickiest part for you of moving to the infield and playing shortstop compared to playing the outfield? 100% throwing the ball. Just mm-hmm. the different arm slots. you got to have a shorter arm. Um, you know, catching the ground balls isn't bad, but I'd definitely say just the arm stroke. I know you've told me in the past when you were in junior college, you pitched and you threw sidearm. Has that come in handy as a shortstop since a lot of times you have to throw at different angles and throw on the move? Yeah, I'll always, I mean, whether I'm in the outfield and I catch an out, I'll throw it in sidearm. I always do it just to just to kind of joke around. I mean, I've always done that, just throwing the balls in. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, that helps a lot, especially when you throw in the run. Um, yeah, I mean, just that, I mean, I try not to think about it too much, but it naturally happens, yeah. Miles Straw, Astros outfielder, and maybe Astros shortstop at some point for a few games. Who knows? Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.